Good afternoon, podcast listeners. Uh, again, this is Kevin Eva from Medical Education coming to you this time in the afternoon of a, a bright and sunny Vancouver day. I'm joined today by Dr. Ann Wong, who's Associate Professor in the Department of Anesthesia at McMaster University, and will have a paper published in the December 2011 issue of Medical Education, which is entitled... Uh, culture in medical education comparing a Thai and a Canadian residency program. Thanks, Anne, for recording the podcast with me, in particular on such a busy clinical week for you. Yes, yeah, so well, it's my pleasure, Kevin. Yeah. Thank you for inviting me. I was particularly interested in getting together to chat with you electronically, if not in person, in part because your paper is an example of growing area of research in the field, but one that's still quite uncommon in terms of it being cross cultural in perspective, and you've gone out and compared anesthesia residency training programs in both a Canadian context and a Thai context, and I wonder if I could just start by getting you to reflect more broadly than your paper itself on some of the issues that you might have run into, and wonder if you have any advice for our listeners who are interested in that sort of research as to how you're able to manage conducting a research study across two disparate parts of the world. Yes, well, that's a really good question, and it was certainly uh, quite an endeavor. First of all, obviously, because of the international nature of the research, it required quite a bit of time commitment and in order to do it properly. And uh, I was interested in examining cross-cultural differences directly and empirically through fieldwork, so direct engagement in the setting, rather than you know from a theoretical point of view or through the literature and so on. So it entailed that I had to physically be on-site and physically doing the fieldwork. So time was an issue, and I was very fortunate to get support from my department to take a four-month sabbatical so I could go to Thailand and immerse myself on-site where the anesthesia residency program training took place in the hospital setting so that I could research the context, the setting itself, as well as speak to the uh, faculty, residents, and do observational studies of the teaching processes and examine the academic documents and whatnot that was associated with the program itself, as well as look at their clinical practice. And it was easier, of course, in the Canadian setting where I'm from. It's uh, certainly more local for me, but I had to do a similar sort of process in the Canadian setting. So certainly time was an issue. The other issue was the logistics and the cross-cultural differences in terms of language, trying to negotiate various logistical barriers in terms of actually accessing and getting permission to conduct the study, differences in research ethics protocol and getting permissions and so on. So all those things were interesting experiences that I had encountered in this process. Yeah, it's so challenging just getting those sorts of logistical and differences in ethics boards, applications, and everything organized across institutions within yeah. a smaller geographic range. I can only imagine how, how challenging this was. Right. Did, did you have some prior connection with the particular school you went to visit, or what, of all the places that you could have done this research, why did you choose to compare Canadian to Thai programs? Yes, I did have some connection. We had a Thai fellow in anesthesia who introduced me to the training that she had back in Thailand, and it was very intriguing. 
to compare her experiences there and her current Canadian training here. And so that was really the start of my interest in looking at Thailand. Thailand is not a very well-known country in the sense of their medical education, and I thought this was a really interesting opportunity to look into that and compare the two contexts, medical education cross-culturally. Right. I'm not quite sure how to phrase this question because I, I realize you're talking about a specific individual who came through your training program here in Canada, but one of the general issues that I think your, your study is relevant to is trying to understand how to better support internationally trained medical graduates and better help them work through the translational issues between what they've learned uh, medical practice to be and what is expected in their new home country. And so if you can answer this question without disclosing who that individual is. I wonder if I could ask you if there were specific experiences that you've had that had you looking for uh, differences across those cultural contexts, a matter that might have better informed that broader issue. Yes, and in fact, my previous research was actually specifically on international medical graduates recertifying to practice medicine in Canada. So this is all related, actually. So my previous research on international medical graduates, one thing that came up repeatedly with my interviews with them was that the most difficult part of their readjustment into Canadian practice was not the academic or technical or knowledge aspects of medicine, but more the contextual and culturally influenced aspects, such as understanding the nature of the Canadian doctor-patient relationship, the professional expectations and roles, interprofessional and team relationships, ethics, medical legal aspects, and so on, parts of practice. So my research into that sensitized me to realizing the importance of culture and context in medicine, even though now with globalization and the current global standards of medical education that was put out in 2003 by the World Federation of Medical Education, there's an assumption that because medicine is based and medical education is based on universal scientific principles, it should be globally transferable. And from my previous experience and current experience, in fact, that despite that, culture and context are still quite important. And the Thai context in particular, I, uh, in fact, maybe I should ask you to elaborate a bit on the your views on the Canadian context as well, given that most of our listeners won't be from either country. Was there some foundational understanding that it would be worth sharing with our listeners off the top regarding the more apparent differences between the two training contexts? Right. Well, there were many similarities that I did find in terms of curriculum and academic and clinical components to the training, the clinical mix, and how things were run in general. But certain things I found were quite different. There was a striking gender difference in the demographics of the residency and faculty mix in Thailand, or certainly in this particular residency program. But I would say in general in Thailand, anesthesiologists are predominantly female whereas in Canada it's predominantly male, but that's changing. Certainly in the two programs, the faculty in the Canadian program was predominantly male, although the genders within the residents in the Canadian program were pretty equal, whereas in Thailand in both faculty and residences 
mostly female. The nature of faculty resident relationship was a bit different as well, with the Thai faculty reviewing their residents and speaking of them as more in familial terms, like as family, whereas in the Canadian program, they saw that relationship as more of a collegial relationship. And then I also found that despite a, a similar curriculum, a differing emphasis on the knowledge scholarship aspect of curriculum in Thailand as compared to a little bit more emphasis on the clinical skills aspect of the curriculum in the Canadian context. And this was evident in the faculty interviews in how the curriculum was structured and so on. Finally, I found differences also in educational practices and teacher beliefs and how teaching was conceptualized as teaching methods as opposed to learning environments in the Canadian program and the viewing of feedback for correction in the Thai setting as opposed to feedback for both negative and positive reinforcement or what I called feedback with care in the Canadian setting. Right. I think you were rightly quite careful in your manuscript to not identify one as stronger than another. After having conducted this research, thinking that the way forward is to try to pick and choose aspects that might create some blended model, or do you, do you think that the research is leading you to simply say, we need to better understand how the training plays out in each context independently and make sure that the formal and perhaps informal curricula are built to support that particular culture? I think there's a bit of both. By better understanding how culture and context can influence medical education, I think we can certainly learn from other settings practices. We can certainly learn from that. For instance, I was quite impressed by the idea of a more collectivist type of approach in the Thai setting, which implies more of a team approach, for instance, for the residents when they're on call. They're on call as a team of junior and senior residents, whereas in Canada, the general model is the resident on call as an individual. And, you know, I found that certainly in the Thai setting, there's a great deal of feeling of, I think, security and mutual support that perhaps may or may not be present as much, perhaps, when the Canadian resident is on call alone. So I think we can certainly learn from different models and using that to help us perhaps see things and, and modify our own practices. So that is uh, certainly one aspect of the message that I think that my work would like to bring out. But the other idea is, as you had mentioned, I think the greater appreciation that there are many ways to view a similar type of training and curriculum is really important, especially as we do have more physician migration and more mobility. We will be encountering more and more uh, physicians that may have trained elsewhere and the understanding of how to best integrate them, I think, starts with an understanding that there may be differences in the way curriculum or practice or medical education is interpreted and enacted in, in that particular setting. So understanding that would better inform these processes. That leads nicely into what I think I'll make my last question for you, which is to ask you to tell us more about the variability that you would anticipate either across individuals within those programs or across programs within a given cultural setting. I think the way I'll pose the question is as a methodological one. How do you make sure in research like this that the differences you're observing and attributing to the differences between the Canadian and the Thai cultures in your context aren't simply representative of the differences of 
to institutions as opposed to the broader cultural issues that might help inform further education with particular individuals from those cultures? I think that's a really excellent question, and and I think it's a question that one has to be very careful of when you're talking about culture and trying to define culture and avoiding the trap of stereotyping or just saying this is what I'm studying, so this is the culture. I think certainly a problem with the type of study that I'm doing in the sense that the generalizability, I was comparing a single anesthesia residency training in a specific locale in Thailand and comparing it with a similarly sized university-affiliated anesthesia program in Canada. I did study both in quite a bit of depth and immersed myself for four months at the Thai site, exclusively focused on that, and eight months in Canada interspersed amongst my own academic and clinical work. So certainly in terms of the literacy findings, I feel it's very high, but the generalizability may be a bit limited with that kind of research design. So I think the idea of uh, how do you know that this is not just institutional as opposed to the broader cultural? And I think several things help with that, and the fact that there's prolonged engagement at each site, relating it to understanding the context and the historical background of each site, and also then relating the findings to pre-existing literature and other sources of information with respect to cultural differences help to validate some of these findings. So specifically, what I'm referring to is that these findings that I was finding in the medical setting was consistent with similar differences that were found in other areas of education between Asian and Western approaches to education and beliefs and so on. And I was able to relate my own empirically derived findings to broader ideas from, for instance, Gert Hofstad, who's a Dutch sociologist who has derived a national dimensions of culture for pretty well all the countries in the world from large-scale studies. And his findings and ratings of dimensions of culture for Thailand and Canada were quite consistent with my findings specifically with respect to individualism, collectivism, as well as power difference. So in the article, I was able to make these connections. So while they don't prove that what I was seeing was specifically cultural differences, they do support that at least some of the differences I've seen related to broader cultural differences. That triangulation you're describing, the linkage with those other conceptual issues, the immersion that you engaged in yourself, all make for very clear strengths, and the manuscript reflects that. So congratulations on a very interesting piece of work. I look forward to seeing where you travel off to next. Oh, thank you very much. (laughs) It was a a very, very interesting and transformative experience for me. Thank you allowing me to talk about it. My pleasure. I'll just close by reminding the listeners I've been speaking with Professor Anne Wong from McMaster University, and we've been talking about a paper entitled Culture in Medical Education, comparing a Thai and Canadian residency program that uh, Anne will have published in the December 2000 issue of Medical Education to be released in two or three weeks from now. Thanks again, Anne, and I appreciate your time and look forward to chatting with you again. Thank you very much, Kevin. It's my pleasure.